Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. kid is like she's just a chatterbox she's just like constantly going so when she gets quiet something's up and she's been very quiet and that wasn't the valhalla you were hoping for <laughs> no no yeah <laughs> you start to get a little like a uh, tingle in the back of your spine the like, back of your head your neck or whatever like something's wrong here there should be way more background noise <laughs> kind of <as> a constant <laughs> it's quiet too quiet yeah is that a Pinger, Peter Tingle or just a parent tingle? Uh, I guess a parent tingle. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't always mean there's there's trouble, but a lot of times it does. Especially if there's siblings. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if there's... <laughs> like, at least when I was growing up, you know, I got two siblings. Like, if it was quiet, mm-hmm. some, some shit went down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was Ocean's 3 in there. At our house as well. <laughs> They're either concocting a plan to do something dangerous or bad or some something went down already that everyone's trying to cover dealing up with yeah. the fallout of that set plan <laughs> how do we fix this hole <laughs> or cover up the burning smell yeah right. uh you we should get started there is sure. uh, god how did all the things happen it hasn't been that long man yeah a lot is a lot keeps dropping oh yeah i'm think i'm caught up too is the crazy part congratulations why are my eyes thirsty (laughs) (laughs) but let's open it up uh this is full of sound fairy podcast Uh, with me almost as always is two-time all valley tournament champion ariel rodriguez (laughs) thank you for having me (laughs) i'm sorry smartzavi karate adjacent (laughs) (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) i watched that episode and i was like that that's it that's the opening did we start with cobra kai or i Sure, wherever you want. Did, did you finish? I did. I finished yesterday, I think, or the day before. Man, I mean, that show, as hokey as it can be with some of the antics sometimes and how the characters sometimes seem to learn zero lessons, even though the show is all about life lessons <laughs> through martial arts, they they do it. It's still fun. The overall ride is really fun. I feel like they, I'm surprised at where they managed to take the stakes sometimes and how they I also am cognizant of like there are times this season where it felt like the stakes were getting a little too out of control and they kind of rein it back in with some zaniness, like like people acting dumb or, or there's parts where they're like, well, this is, you know, you got to we got to keep Cobra Kai from, you know, infecting their mindset into every kid in the whole world. And it's like, OK, then let's go get drunk and start a fight. You know, it's like, OK, well, maybe. Some some of those stakes are real, and some of them are perceived. And I think they kind of know not to take themselves too seriously. But overall, the package is just a lot of fun, and I can't believe that they keep they keep coming up with interesting things to do in that whole world. It's cheesy, but so is queso. <laughs> Indeed, and and I like both. Yeah, you can't have queso every day. You might want to, but <laughs> it's not healthy for you. <laughs> but it's good. I see now you're opening Pandora's box there. <laughs> I would contend that you can and should. <laughs> yeah, you got to mix, maybe mix some other things into there to kind of increase the uh, the nutritional value a little bit. 
Am I remembering correctly that there was a Pandora's box reference in Cobra Kai season five? Yeah, yes. And Johnny was like, I don't know whose box that is. And no, I don't know if I need to open it or not. I, I will like to, I would like to point out that Johnny has successfully broken a flat screen television in every single season of this show. That, that is an important milestone. <laughs> I thought they weren't going to do it. Yeah, you know, there's some scenes. There's some some. Uh, uh, you you've seen to the end, Cyrus, or are you not? Oh there? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, there's like some home renovation scenes for Johnny again this season, where he's like changing stuff up in the apartment or whatever. And I'm like, oh, is it gonna happen? Is he gonna break another flat screen? Because like, there's always some fight or something that breaks out where he hangs a flat screen and then it breaks. But no. And then in the last episode, <laughs> they made sure it happened. I I appreciated. Speaking of the last episode, that the they decided that it was just going to be the all f bombs episode. Did you did you observe that? <laughs> yes, I'm like, it was like oh, a yeah, full yeah. cast of Nightwings. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I was there for it, but I was just like, huh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surprising. I was also worried. I was like, is this they were like tacitly acknowledging Netflix is not going to renew this show for a sixth season? Where they're like, we we, we just we got to go. We got to leave it all out there. Just, yeah, just go big. Man, they're old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To the point where they really can't work around it anymore. They had the whole thing where like Crease becomes his younger self to, to fight right. in the yeah. prison because I noticed that. Yeah, Martin Cove just <laughs> God bless him would have just fallen over trying to do half that shit. Now the gentleman who plays Chosen, right? He still seems spry. Pretty spry. There were a couple moments there where I was like, okay, that's a stunt double that they worked into there. But overall, I had I have to agree. Like he, you know. He was definitely moving around. That that's that the uh, episode where they're where he's stalking the kids with the eggs. Like he was, you know, he was getting some some stuff there. It was pretty cool. Yeah, his his uh his character arc in general was really fun. Yeah, seeing the uh, the villains from Karate Kid one, two, and three team up to uh or rather like the uh, Mike, Mike Barnes is a villain, but he's not the main villain of Karate Kid Part Three. But seeing the those the the direct like daniel's uh age group villains team up to fight silver in that in the last episode or episode and a half whatever it's pretty it's pretty nice it's pretty cool but this is after they went drinking and dancing at the <laughs> yes. senseless age of 82 also <laughs> yes. i was like where is this where is this dance club is actually because <laughs> i was a child when this show was on and they are now still I, this feels false how do they not put on their PJs and go home at 9.30 in the morning? Or evening, rather. True. I guess I did like the arcs with the adults, but I was surprised it it kind of became... It still, after five years, was still mostly about them. Yeah, you'd think the kids would have taken more prominence. Um, and then it would have built to something more than it kind of did. They kind of felt like they were dealing with the same issues that... You know, kind of issues, right? Like some kids get taken in by the Cobra Kai thing and they become the bullies and the kids that were bullied become bullied some of them and the same dynamics right like the middle there it was like more interesting where they had the miguel being injured and what does that mean for him and all that kind of stuff but it definitely kind of reverted back to the mean if you will right we did open with you know that road trip to somewhere in mexico they don't, they don't, they don't think they actually say although apparently you can get there so. on a bus yeah but they abandoned it after two episodes <laughs> <laughs> maybe not abandoned that's probably too harsh but or they definitely resolved it faster than I thought they would. I expected Johnny and his uh, and Miguel's biological dad to get into a fight. Honestly, there was a lot of the kids coming to bail out their their parents in fights. Amanda being one of them, which I didn't see happening, 
when they had oh, the yeah, yeah. that place they desperately wanted us to know was in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> How many more flags and jerseys do they? I I, I was like, my God, what do we? <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> Somebody really uh, earned their uh, their money, their paycheck with, with that set design. Uh, what else is in Cleveland? Uh, I don't know. I got that weird chili spaghetti thing. Let's put that yeah, on the menu. That was a nice little wrinkle, though, that uh, that's how Daniel and Amanda met, yes. was the, the third girlfriend, whose name I still don't remember. I, yeah, I, I can't either, after, even after all that stuff that transpired. Well, it's because I haven't actually watched the third film, and this is here's my big question to you. The first of my many big questions, I'm sure, in this episode. Do I need to, do I need to make time and watch part three? I don't know. Maybe in the background as you're like working out or something. <laughs> it is. If uh, the communists make me, is that... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's weaker than the first two for sure, story wise. I think you see how like like Silver in 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 uh, the show Cobra Kai show, he's more evil in a kind of brooding and kind of uh, calculating way. And he is that in the movie because they're, they're definitely mining that aspect from somewhere else, from past story. But he's also kind of like psychotic <laughs> in a way that's like more open in the movie, kind of towards the end where they need everything. Like the three kind of like circles around the ideas like, well, is Silver nice or isn't he? And he's clearly like manipulating Daniel and Daniel and Miyagi are kind of, you know, at odds with each other and whatever. And that kind of drives the story, but it kind of drags in my opinion. Uh, just remembering back, it's been a few, several, maybe a decade since I've seen that movie, but uh, that's my recollection of it. But then, like towards the end, you know, they gotta they gotta turn this thing around and and land the plane. So they're just like, well, Silver, you're just gonna start uh, laughing psychotically, and <laughs> Barnes, you're gonna start uh, getting more violent, and everything's just gonna kind of get wilder at the tournament and whatever. So. I don't know. It just it 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 doesn't it drags. I guess is my point. It drags, and then it has to kind of like finish. So, is it worth watching? I think given Cobra Kai, now I think it's uh, it's clearly part of the overall lore, and it's you know it could add to your experience if you rewatch Cobra Kai ever. I mean, you you get the gist of all the important points from the from the show. The the callback, like one thing that I that stuck with me through coming, you know, from watching that movie all these years. And then I saw it kind of touched on in the end of the season was the, the, that dude made of rocks, like made of stone that, that, uh, Tori has to like hit. There's, there's a version of that in Karate Kid part three made of wood that kind of Daniel goes through what Tori goes through. Like they, they kind of basically like intimidate him into like hurting himself on that thing. Um, and they use it to kind of drive a wedge between Daniel and Miyagi. So, Okay, that's a nice reference, but like, did you did you need to see that whole thing play out in the movie to get that out of get more out of the show? Nah. Yeah, that's more depth than I would have suspected. So I think where I'm arriving at, having you watch me through it, I think as I probably am going to, uh, I, I definitely prior to season three benefited from a rewatch of part two, which I hadn't seen in for for, for God, I don't know twenty five years probably, <laughs> and that definitely enhanced season three because there were a lot of there were there were overt callbacks and then those more subtle ones like when they had the karate soccer fight because that's what they do they lifted the song uh-huh yeah from, from from the soundtrack and that was a really nice touch the other ridiculousness of all that uh <laughs> put aside for a moment now here's my question because i think they have one more season i think and then it's over are they going to try to work the next oh, karate kid season seven on the moon it's going to happen <laughs> are they are they going to work the next karate kid into this somehow is Hillary Swank gonna 
make an appearance because that's the only one left other than the Jaden Smith thing, which will not be discussed to, to mine here in the uh, in the storyline. It's its own thing. Yeah. E- even if you're pro the reboot. Yeah, it's... God, is that a reboot? Yeah. I don't even know what you would call that. Is it? Is it? Is it a... Is it in the same universe? A cash grab? Is that what... <laughs> <laughs> I, and I heard they're doing it again. They're, they, sure. They're, they're, they're planning on another Karate Kid movie. That, <laughs> oh, God, another Karate Kid. That's what it'll the be called. creator of Cobra Kai, and they're like, yeah, we're not involved in that, so whatever that is, good luck. Well, that's what, what an endorsement. <laughs> yeah, executives like money, it turns out, and yeah. uh, we, we're not involved. Great pains were taken to go to, to wrap up like a lot of the children's conflicts in this one. And yep. so much as that anyone could ever deal with Samantha LaRusso's shit. <laughs> but M- M- Miguel and uh, Robbie, I yeah, blanked yeah. on Tanner's Tanner's name. They seem fine. Yeah. I After... like that they, yeah, they beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> and they're like, all right. Yeah, that, that was actually one of the more interesting moments in the whole series. Because they, they purposely set it up to where they, you know, they, they, they karate fought their way back up the stairs. And I was like, oh, is it going to happen again? And is yeah. it happening on Johnny's watch? But then, we had we had the moment where Miguel Miguel pulls his punch. They can learn from the past when the plot requires them to. <laughs> Good job, Gen Z. <laughs> yeah, none of them are on TikTok. I think that's the most unbelievable part of the series. <laughs> Not one of them. Yeah. Especially with all the cool shit they can do. True. That's how you know the older characters are too much in control of <laughs> of the story and the setting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we ever have any redemption for Crease. Yeah, because I'm he... I'm assuming he's out for revenge on like literally everyone at that at this point coming out of the season here. There there continues to be a soft spot for Tori, which I think is actually one of their best developed character bits in the whole series. Like it's consistent even at his lowest, he's always had. He sees himself as a white knight, so he's he's got a he's got a uh, weak spot for women he perceives to be damsels in distress. Yeah, yeah. If that can become the seed of something truly good remains to be seen, but I'm curious to, to see what, if anything, they'll do with it. But yeah, I guess they're going to go to, to the, the Mortal Kombat uh, riff I, thing I, yeah. in wherever the hell that's at. Yeah. I mean, it's Sekai Taikai, so it could be anywhere in the world, like the world tournament. So it'd be great if it was actually Street Fighter and we get like the Thailand, you know, type of, type of thing. <laughs> it is interesting, the idea that in this globalist streaming <laughs> world we have that no one knows what this is, especially in the part of California that's super into karate. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I think generally, five years in, I still think they're getting the right balance of cheese and drama. Agreed. Like, I didn't think they would actually kill Chosen, but I liked that they left it open until, like, the very last second that that, that might have happened. Yeah. And that he just carries size everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Very well concealed, I might add. Yeah. Like, did he get him? How did he? Never mind. Did he check that's his baggage? What, you, what happens there? I don't know. Yeah, you got. I mean, I assume you got to. You got to check that stuff in, right? You got to. You got to. You, you can't bring that on board. <laughs> Carry on. So, assuming season six is the last, and my jokes about the moon tournament aside, that does seem probable. This was the other thing I was really thinking about just the other night when we finished it. Does anyone go on to do other things from this? The kids or the adults, or all? Uh, most of the younger actors is where I was at, but I, I... Gosh, I think a lot of them are just 
But the, the, the older generation, are, they're destined for autograph appearances at various Comic-Cons, especially at their point, their point in their careers. But Tanner Buchanan definitely was not, has noticeably been, been working on his delts. They are uh, bigger. Yeah, yep. Pretty ripped yeah. for a 17, 18-year-old. Yeah, or whatever he's yeah, or his whatever actual fucking age yeah. is. I meant for like his character. Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. he could be twenty nine for all I know. Uh, uh, they all look they all look like kids to me. I'm a, I'm a dad now. I can I can, everybody looks like they're you know just out of the womb, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no. Uh, so well well, um, Miguel Cholo, he's he's uh, our Blue Beetle. If Warner Brothers DC ever decides to uh, make movies again. <laughs> He's, oh, has he been attached to that project? He's they're filming. He's there's pictures of him out there already in the suit. He's he's okay. He's he's yeah. Uh, Blue Beetle, if 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 it ever shows up, I mean, we also have a uh, I forget her name, uh, who's Batgirl that uh, her Batgirl will never see the light of day. So who knows? Oh, that nonsense. Yeah, but I don't know about the other ones. I mean, especially the the more bit player characters. Hard to say, but maybe they maybe that's good. Maybe they have like uh, some some. Maybe they go to school for a little bit and decide uh, afterwards when they graduate or whatever they can come back and and do stuff if they want. But uh, certainly have a nice kind of multi season portfolio to to show folks uh, what they can do. I think it's kind of surprising actually, like uh, how much time they spend with some of those other kids, just given how minor the roles are, or whatever. Like the this one kid at the end of the season that was like uh, Stingray's friend. Like, you know, they, they had more than just like one throwaway line. They had a, a few, <laughs> if you will. And, you know, it's uh, nice to get some screen time from some of those other kids. Yeah, that really worked, too, I thought. The actress who plays Samantha LaRusso, th- this is her apex, unfortunately. She's not very athletic, which was really on display when she fought herself in the in the isolation chamber. <laughs> I enjoyed the callback to Nega Sam. That was good, good times. Uh, <laughs> probably the low point of the season for me. Uh, and I know, I know some of that is the, just the abrasiveness of the character, but that ain't all of it. Buchanan's got the look. I think so, too. Yeah. I don't know if he's got the acting chops. It's hard to tell because the material is not anything that would allow you to elevate a performance for the most part. I, I, I think, though, he's got enough recognition and a big enough role that he'll get a chance somewhere, some point, to try to do something big again. But will it succeed? I mean, that I guess that's that remains to be seen. In this streaming wars uh, multimedia situation we're in, he will absolutely have many chances to, to to fail or succeed, depending on how good he is, because there's there's just that much demand for acting talent. I think so. I think they'll all have the sh- the shot to go hang themselves, as it were. If I was going to you know do this Vegas odd style, I think the best bet is probably Peyton List, based on what I've oh. seen thus far. And she's like a Disney person like when she was a kid right so she's already got oh she came through the machine yeah yeah i think she's she was a disney when she was a younger kid she was very much a one of those disney actors actresses that was in a bunch of stuff so if nothing else she has the connections and the history to leverage roles into bigger bigger scope of things as she as she continues to evolve okay i think she's got the chops yeah yeah it, it's hard to tell because this it really is as much as I love it. It really is just very very good B, B movie material. Yeah yeah yeah. So there's only so much they can do with it. 
And I mean, they've already gone five years with it. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's about four more years than I thought they had. <laughs> I keep forgetting that it was on YouTube TV, YouTube Red, before uh, mm-hmm. moving to Netflix. And I, I just, I can't believe we're sitting here, you know, five years later being like, dude, five years of Cobra Kai, we're about to have, we're almost certainly going to have a sixth year. Crazy. Yeah, at the time of this recording, it hasn't been confirmed, but I, I think it's still doing the numbers, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I assume this the expectations are lower than some of their other... <laughs> Said the two levels. guys that murdered Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, what are they, they had this... Uh, I, I watched like the first episode of it uh, on Netflix. Uh, Resident Evil show, they tried to like separate themselves from the games and the existing movie franchise and kind of do a new thing and like they canceled it after one after putting up the first season a few weeks in because i forget what show like completely overshadowed it uh that came out around the same time and i'm like blanking on uh the last big thing netflix did it's hard to keep track anymore of uh stranger things yeah yes yes stranger things four came out and like two or three weeks later this resident evil thing came out and like the buzz around stranger things just kept the number of viewing hours low <laughs> everyone was just still listening to deal with god <laughs> yeah yeah i guess yeah the kate bush wave was still at its had it crested <laughs> not crested yet it was at the apex and this uh, resident evil show got washed underneath that uh and it has lance reddick uh, as as uh wesker who's one of like the main villains of the traditional lore resident evil and stuff and um i mean i'll be honest like i was watching it kind of like you know vaguely intrigued and then like after i heard it got canceled like i'm like well why should i bother investing my time in this anymore and i have i haven't watched any any more of it i mean it's like what's the point yeah i think netflix rested that title away from google yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's not here. I had, to, I had to get that in there for him. Yeah. <laughs> How many drop projects? <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. It, it's a lot now. I'm looking forward to their ad supported model. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet all we need to say about that. All right. So uh, I downloaded Love and Thunder on Disney okay. Plus Day. On my way, to, uh, I watched. That's what I watched on the airplane. So I think we've all seen that one now. I don't think the tone is the problem. To once again contradict the internet as my personal brand, <laughs> the problem, quote unquote, and this is a perfectly fine movie. Is where I'm coming out with it. Is that I think it's a little story light. Yeah, yeah. But in that regard, I think it actually works pretty well. In the vein of Shang-Chi and Multiverse of Madness a little bit, I feel like Marvel's trying to like simplify the the storytelling and maybe they oversimplify or, or, or trim it back too much in, in things like, like Thor 4 here. But uh, they're proving that you don't have to have like this complicated you know, three subplots and, and like a bunch of scene changes and stuff to tell the story. Like things can kind of move pretty straightforwardly and kind of hit some interesting things as along the way, and it'll work just fine. Well, our protagonist, his tale is done. Yeah. So that so that that was the difficulty from from the starting point is like they really he has he's had a very satisfying arc through, through ten years of the MCU, 
Now he didn't retire and or die like the, our other the other big two of the big three. But yeah, so they they shifted it to Jane, and I thought that worked pretty well. Yeah, and they gave him a new chapter to, you know, go forth in his story. Whether we see it in a dedicated movie or in subplots of other other more group films going forward, we'll see. But you kind of, I don't know. It was satisfying. Like I, it's another one of those where I come away feeling like I read a good trade paperback, self-contained story. It's not volume one of three or whatever to get the story. It's a one and done. I got this. This was fun. Yeah. Does it hit the, the heights of Ragnarok? No. But I think it was. we were in a different time and place. The character was in a different time and place. It's, it, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I, I don't know. It's, uh, I can nitpick, nitpick things uh, like I can do any movie. But yeah. Yeah, I just... I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this point anymore, but I was... Once again, disappointed that the uh, the consensus was just felt kind of wrong to me. It's like if if, if you want to nitpick it, oh, you, you know, whatever, you know, we're, we're nerds. It's what we do. But it just seemed like they all kind of missed the point. Like it, oh, it's a, it's a comedy, not an adventure. Well, not really. I mean, it's it's got comedic parts because that's kind of what Titi's thing. But man, there's I, people die and people talk about their feelings, and there's like conflicted emotions about stuff there's pretty serious you know, I would argue that, yeah it's it's maybe and maybe that's the thing it's really almost a romantic comedy yeah at, at yeah. its core is weird but with like this very tragic uh but sympathetic antagonist as well yeah. in the yeah. background it's a lot it's a lot of very disparate elements but almost like a like a, a good thai soup i think it works <laughs> <laughs> nice even if you are like okay i need some water here at the end <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell did i just eat <laughs> and i think we talked about this last time or the time before when we were talking about phase four five six and stuff but like it's still phase four folks we're not building the thanos here yet let some of these characters breathe especially the ones that have been around for a long time like thor like this is this is the kind of thing we should expect a fun ride where we enjoy this character and their presence and what kind of stuff they get into without needing some larger and larger and larger stakes. I mean, the stakes are large to begin with, and the movie is the part of what drives it, but not like universe ending. Like, I feel like there's this hunger for like all this buildup, but that's not how phase one started. So let it happen when it happens, you know? No, I. You know what? I think you've absolutely cracked the crack the problem everyone wants endgame again and we're getting very personal stories yeah but we're that, and we're, we're back in phase one not phase three right now the equivalent yeah yeah you're absolutely right that that is that's the issue um because that that is that's that's the thing they all they all share in common and yeah there's there's reactions to the end of phase three and phase four but it, it's filtered through these individual stories for these characters but of course the man like what 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 else would we get at the beginning of a saga? I mean, yeah, it's it's very interesting because it's it's almost like the 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 media wants them to do it DC style now, where they rush that shit, and they've they've lost the uh, appetite for the build, even though the build yeah. is what they liked before. Yeah, fandom is a tricky thing, as it turns out. Yeah, and uh, expectations. I, I I think people forget just how much can evolve and change in the course of. 14, 15 years and like where we were in Iron Man one compared to where we are now. 
Like it wasn't all Endgame every every year, you know. <laughs> like even Avengers one after Avengers one, there was like other stuff, other heroes to introduce, other things going on. It wasn't like we got Age of Ultron the year after the original Avengers. It, it took a while and things were happening. And even that was difficult and everything was kind of new and unknown and nobody really knew what to do. <laughs> okay, the counter argument, because to be fair, against what we're saying is all the crazy shit that's come out in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Not yeah. from one studio, but oh my goodness yeah. gracious. It's just been epic upon epic upon epic. You want dragons? Here's five of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got dragons. (laughs) Yeah. Rings, we got a few of those, too. (laughs) We're going to talk a lot about it, though, before you see them. (laughs) I haven't watched all of it, but I'm like three episodes and ten minutes into the fourth one so far of Rings of Power. And I'm just like, yeah, for a show called Rings of Power, when are we going to get onto them rings? (laughs) I know, I mean... I know we got a multi-season type of deal here because we got to milk this this Tolkien thing to you know. <laughs> oh boy, did we pay for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like two hundred fifty plus million for the rights alone. We're gonna we're gonna take you on a ride. We're gonna forge those rings one atom at a time. But man, let's get go. Let's get the forge going, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well this is good. I I need the outsider perspective because I, I, this has been a personal disappointment in myself as I'm, 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 I'm listening, I'm watching these sequences and I'm realizing Gilgalad is being racist, but it's because I know Elvin and that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so let's ratchet it back a bit. So are you finding it too slow? Um, there are moments that are too slow. I'll, I'll be honest, like all of the Harfoot Hobbit stuff. Like I, I just, I, I I watch it at normal speed, but I would much prefer to just move on. Like, I just, <laughs> could, could you I, walk I, a little faster on your migration? Yeah, here? yeah. It's like I I, yeah. I don't care if your cart's at the back of the line and you're going to get lost in the. <laughs> I don't. I, I'm sorry. Like the hobbits were never the in most interesting part of the Lord of the Rings story to me to begin with. Uh, Hobbit being something entirely different, being centered on one <laughs> sure. uh, or or multiple, uh, but. Uh, which somehow they came in three movies. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, so like, not not. I mean, I, I get it. The 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 stranger or whatever his name is, uh, the dude that falls from the sky. Uh, uh, that's in, that part of it is uh, interesting that he's you know. But there to me, that's just like trying to spice up this hob this bland watery hobbit soup that we got going on here on the side. That's our second stew metaphor in one episode. Yeah, I know. We're, we're, it's all soups all the way down. <laughs> Are we hungry? Did we? Uh, maybe I should eat before we did this. I'm not really a soup guy to begin with, but it makes sense. It's... <laughs> Isn't it 100 degrees where you're at? <laughs> it, indeed. Indeed. You could cook okay. a soup on the street if you want. Just yeah. throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, but only for a couple of minutes. But the other stuff, like uh, where I'm at right now, you know, uh, Galadriel's uh, hanging out in Numenor and... Uh, uh, you know the 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 stuff with the the orcs digging digging their tunnels and and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, there's there's it's it's interesting stuff going on, but the you know the pace is slow. But I'm I'm still able to hit the next episode, wanting to see what's coming next, as opposed to being like, I'll wait till the season's over and then just kind of catch up because this is like this is like a drip drip drip. Yeah, I think that's fair. I 
I'm I uh, I just love the setting so much that I'm I'm enjoying every bit of it because like they've been very very clever with how they've built this thing, especially given that they can't talk about Bruno <laughs> because of this weird contractual <laughs> stipulation. So they're having to so they're showing these things like the oath of Feanor and the felling of the trees by Ungoliant, but they don't tell you what's happening. <laughs> Only that it did happen and it was cool. And you should probably read that book because we can't talk about it. <laughs> Here's an Amazon link. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing if they did that. It just like literally pops up in the stream. They're like, what is the sigil? And it's just a QR code that you have to like scan. <laughs> what sorcery is this? <laughs> it's the black speech. No, it's HTTP. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's just the mark of Amazon. <clears throat> whose membership, who I will not add to here, is very reasonable. <laughs> so it's interesting. You describe him as the stranger from the sky. Have you not parsed out who that is? I got some guesses, and I've read some articles okay. guessing on other things. But okay. yeah, I mean, I know what, what kind of dude he probably is, but who specifically, I'm not 100% sure. Couldn't say. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, again, this is me being like way too deep in the weeds on that, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's to me that speaks to like the show intrigues me in ways. Although fuck the hobbits, but whatever. Like otherwise, like it intrigues me in these ways through my own where I've you know I like I've read the Lord of the Rings books and the Hobbit, but not Silmarillion or any of the other stuff, any other background material. And I'm not like the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, but I I am interested in it. Clear, I'm watching the show, watching movies, all that kind of good stuff. So like I'm intrigued, but you're also someone who knows things a lot more deeply. You, you're you're seeing stuff and you're getting excited and that means that you know people who are much more steeped in the in the, in the lore and the, the the background are also into it so you're not like pissed off right like they, they fucked something up so like at least i, no, don't, I haven't far heard. far from it <laughs> so like that's good right i mean like they, they seem to have landed on a good formula as opposed to and eh, daenerys just gonna f fire everything and just fuck everybody up and we'll, we'll, we're out you know type oh. of thing. <laughs> yeah we're gonna go to Star Wars. No, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That because because you know that's the rub. I'm I'm enjoying the as a super fan, but I'm at the same time I'm thinking, ooh, I don't know how this plays for someone who doesn't know all this shit. Because it, it it's it, it's very elven in the storytelling. It ta it's taking its long ass time <laughs> to get to yeah. get to get some places. Thankfully, stuff happens. Like stuff is stuff is happening. There's like a there's a propulsion to the story. We're not just like having people verbally jab at each other and kind of spar and like not like at least Galadriel, I feel like as much as she gets meandered in the sea and then <laughs> and Numenor, like there's that she's trying to do something. And I, I think uh, knowing that she's trying to accomplish something and move things forward helps me stay intrigued into where she wants to go next. And then there's all these other stuff kind of happening kind of in parallel with all of that kind of uh, around it. That's also, interesting hobbits aside so like i find that you know it works for me it's a very interesting take on her it's very different than what we see as the the blanchette performance which was how i understood the character from the novels i thought jackson and his crew nailed that pretty well yeah joe and i are sitting there going like when is she gonna start blasting magic at people and just generally being like fools and just like changing the weather and shit because like we expect like they expected a much more powerful Galadriel than what we've got so far. And she's still a righteous badass, but a very different kind. I mean, 
yeah, you as a martial arts enthusiast will be excited where she goes. Cool. Yeah. Good. But it's just a very different take on her. Uh, Elrond as well. This is not the war. This is not the world weary guy. But you know, it is two thousand years later. Next, when next, next we see him, but <laughs> he still has all his hair. He <laughs> <laughs> hasn't done any Matrix movies yet. There's a lot. There's a right, lot. Right. Yeah. He wasn't the Red Skull and the Knot. It's it's, it's 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 all working out for him. <laughs> that racial slander aside, yeah, I've been very pleased with it, despite the slowness of it. Because a lot a lot of care has been taken to the slowness, so I was just worried if it was going to turn people off. So far, so good for me overall. I gotta say, and honestly, I feel like uh, just kind of maybe maybe I'm leaping leaping ahead a little bit here and trying to draw some some connections that maybe may or maybe not are there. Uh, but I feel like maybe this is like a trend right now with like Andor as well. We're like, we're going to take our while with this, but we want people to really like these characters. So we're going to spend some real time with them. We can't just, you know, blow the whole load in like a season or two and then wonder where we're going to go. If this is going to be a long-standing property that we want to leverage and use, we should probably build this out somewhat and take our time with it. And, you know, you're not binging it. You're, 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 watching it week to week or at least that's the general model of things now so maybe that this just signals a different approach that uh, these streaming services have because i think also there's a lot of pressure on them to like keep pumping stuff out and so like maybe if you just you know what i hate to use like yet another food <laughs> analogy do it and watering it down a little bit but maybe that's not even really what you're doing it's just you're maybe rationing out things a little bit more not Reducing having, by three quarters. Yeah, yes, you know, <laughs> perhaps, you know, a, a a more meaty broth that you can spend a little bit more time with on the bowl, versus just slurping it all down at once. Uh, is, uh, you know, could be good well it, in this post cable society we're in, we're not locked into these fucking contracts for two <laughs> years. We can we can we can cancel any time as they have been yeah. telling us, and I think people are taking advantage of that. Indeed. So the game has become all about retention. So I, I gotta figure that there's executives that are like, yeah, slow your roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's try a little bit slower, bigger commitment, episode commitments. You know, we, even with Marvel, like uh, Daredevil: Born Again is gonna be like 18 episodes or something. Like that's three times as long as anything that they've done so far. So, okay, a little bit longer commitments. Take our time. I bet that story will also not go as fast as Falcon the Winter Soldier or, or Loki have. Spend some more time with it. Stay on the service. They can overdo it, though. And oh. that's, that, that's, that's my fear that's coming. I don't... No one has done it yet that I, I feel like. Uh, I was wondering if perhaps Rings of Power was had done that, committed that particular sin, and I just hadn't realized it because I was enjoying the, the take so much. But I... I ah, it does feel like someone's going to fuck this up soon. Someone's going to be wandering the desert for one too many episodes or something like that before you know it. I, I, I yeah, it's not a, not a perfect thing, but I, I, I sense the the attempt to switch up the way the the way the story informs the consumption model, informs the business model, informs all of that in that that feedback loop. I can sense an an adjustment here. I, I take it back. Someone has committed this, and your metaphor of wandering the desert <laughs> is what. Uh, reminded me of Doontrocity part oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> Desert Power Man. <laughs> that is a slow ass movie and it does not need to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That is beyond adult filmmaking. <laughs> so did you end up watching all of Andor in one sitting? How did you consume that? Uh, I think I watched all three episodes over like four nights, four or five oh, nights, something like that. Parse that shit out, okay. Yeah, just you know, a lot going on. Um, but it wasn't for for boredom, to be honest. It was just, uh, well... Stupid real world. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, admittedly, like, okay, Andor premiered on Wednesday and they dropped three episodes, but She-Hulk comes out on Thursday, so I'm going to watch She-Hulk, and that's... I have a finite amount of time in my evening to watch something. Sure. So... She-Hulk's going to take that slot. I'm just, I'm having a lot of fun with that show. So, I, you know, I'm going to stop and or watch She-Hulk. Uh, also, uh, and I'm not sure we'll, we'll, how much we can get into this uh, this time around, but uh, there's a metric ton of anime that's about to drop. <laughs> and uh, some of that started this week with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the, the movie that I was not able to watch in theaters to, uh, due to not wanting to get COVID. And that dropped this week <laughs> as well. Sensible. So, uh that was, that's an that's appointment viewing for me. Jujutsu Kaisen is one of my favorite uh, new series uh, that came out. Uh, man, I guess the first season was twenty twenty one, and then they've been taking a break. But the movie kind of trying to fill the gap in between the end of the last season and the next season, which comes out in twenty twenty three. So had to watch that too. That that slowed some Andor down, but I got there. Is this a pandemic thing? The the delays causing causing the deluge. Yeah, I think I, I, I got to imagine that's part of it. I think also like um, really popular anime properties these days, it seems like they're they don't want to do the whole filler thing anymore. They just take a break. Like My Hero Academia has been now gone like on pause for over a year and it's coming back. It's one of the metric ton of anime things starting in October. And uh, yeah, they just they just like. Yeah, we'll see you in a year, year and a half, whenever we're ready to do this again. You know, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna give you like nine million new side characters that don't matter that aren't part of the original story. The revenue model has has shifted as well. Yeah, yeah, it's what it is. It, you don't have to be. You're not selling ads. Yep, exactly. It's all you know subscriptions, right? So, just make the content as high quality as possible, and the rest will will line up as it will. Yeah. It, yeah, it does feel like there's been a lot. Um, you're—I I assume you've watched all three, all three seasons of Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah. Well, season season one, then the first half of season two, which is really the movie, that oh. Mugen Train that they just made into episodes, but they added some extra connective tissue to kind of make the episode, make it like a six episode arc instead of one two hour movie, and then the back half of season two, which you got Castlevania. Yes, and then <laughs> turn that into a verb now. <laughs> but you know, or Metroid, I take your pick. Uh, and uh, and then uh, the uh, the back half of season two is uh, the red light district or entertainment district because we're not trying to be we're trying to you know make sure that the kids can watch it. Uh, uh, arc. So it's it's really like two seasons. Like the unbrothel and Andor. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, they're clearly you know there's geisha running around. It's like but there's no sexual content per se. <laughs> But of course, demons that you know live at night and operate at night. Of course, they would uh, you know thrive in a in a red light district type of setting. So it's you know, but they can't call it red light district, even though in Japanese it's exactly what it translates to. But yeah, I've watched all that. Uh, that 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 I'll tell you what though that the end of season two, that red light district uh, entertainment district uh, arc, I like those final fights. I would like they were so intense. Like I was like there was one moment where I was screaming. I was just like ah watching that stuff pop off it was just 
crazy. It definitely it ratchets up in intensity, you know, arc after arc after arc. This has got to be a cultural thing, but l- l- let's let's dig into it. So, like, I don't know what it is about like the super badasses in these um these combat adventure stories. They're always just remarkably devoid of empathy. <laughs> yeah. And as a Westerner watching this, it's very odd. Is that is that how a boss is supposed to be in Japan, I guess is what I'm asking? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I mean, uh, I'm no... I, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy Japanese culture, and I, I'm very interested in it. I by no means consider myself an expert, though. Uh, but I can see what you mean, and I think that's that's a trope for sure. It's like the the mentor, the the you know the 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 senpai is always not not more... not the mentors because and this this is why I think it it confuses me so as someone to bring it full circle as if you will who grew up with Mr. Miyagi San <laughs> uh, to to use an honorific twice <laughs> uh, was very very kind. But then I see Byaku Yakuchiki or Tomioki, and they're just like, yeah, well, if he lives, he lives. No, if not, I hate <laughs> demons and and uh, and hollows. Just if you don't like that, fuck you. I, <laughs> yeah, it's very very cold. Yeah, I think the goal of those are always to turn them around to like show that eventually the hero has an impact on them, and then they they open up, but they're not. But yeah, they're they're cold and kind of cruel, and like something in their life has turned them that way. You see that with Vegeta and Dragon Ball uh, as well. Like okay. villain, then like kind of antihero, and kind of more powerful than other people for a while, and definitely like cold and cruel to their own children. But Dragon Ball does not have a good pattern of parenthood anyway to begin with. We won't Goku terrible father, but uh, <laughs> like uh, but then over time, like the being around the other characters, they kind of. The shell kind of cracks and and crumbles. Uh, with Vegeta, it's taken forever. Still, still, still going. Still, still working on it. But um, I think there is that, that that trope of having a character like that. And for sure, uh, Tomioka and in, in, in Demon Slayer and and uh, uh, Byakuya and in, in, in Bleach and among many others, they're just like, yeah, cold, detached. And then somebody comes across their path, and they slowly, okay. you know, change. And and you'll you'll see that a little bit in the, I mean they, they kind of poke fun at Giyu a little bit Tomioka uh, in at the end of the, the the Mugen Train arc about this uh, I won't spoil it uh, or anything but uh, there's there's a thing that happens and it's emotional for a lot of people and then you see him and like the contrast is there and you kind of wonder like what's what's up with this guy and I think they know what they're doing uh, with that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just I've I've watched enough now where I'm seeing some of the tropes, and that, that that's just one of the ones that I, I really was just kind of like, huh, these good guys that the the ultimate good guys, if you will, but they don't behave like them at all. Like there's they're yeah. they're very they're very black and white at the point where it, it it feels almost like I don't know if I'm supposed to really interpret this character as an ally to our my younger protagonist characters. And I think you must be right. I think there must be some aspect of regular Japanese culture that this is reflecting on. I just, I couldn't pinpoint, is it a boss or is it like your, your, your more senior people in your company or like, or, or what, but there, there clearly must be 
some it, it's a trope for a reason like there's it's because mm-hmm. people encounter this in daily life somehow somewhere yeah it almost seems i would posit it feels like it's almost like a uh a commentary on uh executives not necessarily in a corporation but it's, it's just i don't know it's just it was just it really struck me because but there was there was just a casual cruelty to those characters um as uh season one is uh was winding down i i really enjoyed it it looks gorgeous too Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, Andor. We were talking about Andor. <laughs> we've been talking about all the things. I was gonna say, but anyway, She Hulk. Oh yeah, true. That's true. Which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Thirty minutes just feels too short. Like the episode ends, I'm like, what? That's it. That's to its credit, though. I think that I'm wanting more. Yeah. It's surprisingly deep. <laughs> yeah. For something that's essentially just supposed to be like a kind of like almost like an Alec McBeal or what the hell was the name of that show? I don't even remember now. Yeah, that was it, right? Alec McBeal? Alec McBeal, okay. Uh, for some reason, the the mix sounded wrong to me. I don't know. Oh, that's because but... you were watching too much Futurama where they call it McNeil instead. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's making a lot of like, well, it's very feminist. Yeah. And in a, in a very entertaining way, without being preachy. Yeah, we need more of that kind of stuff. I think I think they're they're doing a great job. Well, unless you're a crazy person who thinks that stuff's well, bad. But... Yeah. <laughs> Which it also takes. I mean, that's the brilliance of the show. Those are the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, right. And when they complain, they're telling on themselves. That's. <laughs> I mean, the latest episode. You know, we're recording after episode. four six dropped five i don't know something like that i have yeah. lost count yeah where they're like oh they they found like you know this app where it's all people like just hating on she hulk and by people i mean white males yeah, right which it doesn't have to tell me because i know exactly what they're describing <laughs> yeah that was that was that was that was chef's kiss good jamila jamel is has been painted white in this show um <laughs> There's just no arguing that she's 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 darker than what we're seeing here. <laughs> Presumably, they're trying to get as close to Kim Kardashian as they can. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Which I've really appreciated, but I'm surprised she went along with it, given her <laughs> predilections. Yeah, maybe maybe the she knows more about how the arc will kind of uh, turn around or, or end, uh, and that she's she's relishing maybe some kind of uh, longer term transformation for that character who knows i mean right now it's just she's just like one note almost <laughs> uh but and maybe she's been change. pitch perfect in it though oh yeah, yeah, Th- yeah. this is not me knocking on it at all yeah. i'm just surprised at this take from her yeah the cringe uh, that like the the perfect oh. the right amount of cringe right like every time she shows up <laughs> she has that like snotty influencer thing down so much so that aaron didn't recognize her she kept oh. saying, that's, that's not her. I'm like, no, no, that's her. <laughs> they, they, she just, she's got the, she's got the inflections down that they somehow like lightened her skin enough to like <laughs> hide her ethnicity. And, but most of it, most of it's just, just an incredible acting performance. I knew she was talented. I didn't know she had that in her. She's, <laughs> she's been great. Now the, the whole, I've, I've enjoyed the hell out of the whole show, which is hard. The MCU or the television series started with WandaVision, which was it, it was it, it works on so many different levels. 
they've, they've kind of been chasing that success ever since then. I think She-Hulk is the first time where they've gotten maybe close to it. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think they're still figuring it out. I feel like they may have started trying maybe almost too hard to have the connective tissue back to the show, to the movies. And I can tell with She-Hulk, like, they're they're trying to do more than just move some characters around to where they need to be for the next film or set of films or whatever. They're like trying to just kind of elaborate out the world a little bit and have fun the way that they kind of know that this like character can, can be had fun with, if you will, if that turn of phrase makes sense. Like the she Hulk does it like, sure. She Hulk's pl- leaving plenty of little Easter eggs here and there for the, that wherever the Hulk shows up next and stuff like that, but it's not the focus. The focus is on the character and whatever kind of this legal world that with superhumans is kind of they're they're expanding an area of the MCU that didn't exist before, and they're happy to leave that there and pick up wherever pieces make sense for films. But it, it just feels less like that's the focus. Whereas Falcon and Winter Which Soldier or WandaVision felt like there was more like, well, we're clearly just going to follow characters we already know. And we're going to move them to where they need to be for the next thing. And if you're here, there to see it, that great. If not, whatever. She-Hulk feels like, no, you gotta, you got to be here for this. This is a thing that belongs here. This is, this is where it started, and it's where it's going to keep going for a bit. It's a procedural ensemble by design that lends itself to that. But it's still very much Jen's story, which is, which is really impressive. Yeah. They, they, they could have fallen in the trap of making it about the, 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 uh, the guest star of the week, as it were. Yes, but they haven't. It's still really about her kind of grappling with um, this weird celebrity that she doesn't want. It's less about the implications of the wider universe. It, it just, it yeah, it's different. I, I think I, I really think that it's every show and series up to this point has been an attempt to find this kind of sweet spot where it makes sense for a show to live in the context of everything else to, to varying levels of success. They're all great in their own way. I all enjoy every single, every single thing that they've put out, but I feel like trying to find something that can live as a show and, you know, generate some of those seeds for future movie or show stories if needed, but otherwise it's Jen's show. It's her story and it belongs in this TV format, not, a six episode mini series that could have been a movie, Obi Wan, or like anything, you know. They, 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 there's a you can tell that they're they're trying to mix it up and, and figure it out, and they seem to have have nailed it here. Yeah, I I I, I think since Wandavision, it's the first one that really needed to be a television show. Like there, there there's no argument that it had to be. Mostly because of I think a good deal of the uh, the tropes it's riffing on are from television. Yeah, yeah, but, fair. You know, but but still, mission accomplished. Yeah. Not taken away from them at all. I continue to be confounded by the idea that the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was not good. I enjoyed it heavily. I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I've rewatched it. Like I, I think it's great. Do I, but I, it feels heavy in a sense that like we kind of needed to move the whole MCU world forward, and I feel like it it grapples with stuff that the movies. Like we needed to see what the world was like in terms of the the impact of the blip, and it, it felt so heavy and like in, interwoven with the movies compared to She-Hulk, where like I feel like we're trying to see what Sam and Bucky's story takes them next, 
and you and you get Sharon and you get all these major characters, like maybe not major like Captain America, but at the same time, yes, Captain America, you have a new Captain America introducing this thing. There's that heaviness. There's that involvement. It, that was great. But is it like a well, the themes are very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Just almost across the board. It's just like, are you going to see a season two of that? Probably not. Right. Like, I, I would have think so, but I, I don't yeah. think it, it, it needs to be. I, I totally agree with you. I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is if what Marvel's goal is with some of these shows is to make them long running things that you keep coming back to Disney Plus for, the model it took them a while to get to the She Hulk point. But if the maybe that wasn't the goal, maybe they were they were they, they were experimenting and like, well, maybe this could happen, maybe it could not happen. We don't know. We want to tell the story. Let's just try it this way. I, I'm willing to believe that that was probably where they landed, and it was great. But it's done. Like we're not going to get a season two of that. And maybe they thought Loki was that too. Maybe they changed their mind, and now we've got a season two on the docket. It all just seems like a grand experiment. Another reason why people need to give Marvel more slack than they seem to give, like the fans, like and the critics to some extent. Like, give them some slack. This is all new. Like no one has ever done this stuff before. Everyone's figuring out streaming more broadly than beyond Marvel, but like the single most successful franchise we've got right now, arguably speaking, is still experimenting and trying stuff out. Like let's let's let them play and see what we get. I mean, but honestly, I mean, I, and I'm admittedly a fan, so I in, in Kevin Feige I trust, but like, there's not a single one of them that I have dreaded watching. Like I and beyond that, I've enjoyed and relished watching every single thing that shows up on Disney Plus or in a movie theater, even if I don't go to the movie theater to watch it yeah I, th I think that's what i'm trying to get to explain here is uh the, the fan reaction to that show was very poor i think people a lot of people i see it as being described as a failure and i just i don't get that what? at all I, I i thought it was really brilliant actually uh yes it, it's not fun uh zemo and the discotheque out you know notwithstanding but because but it's, it's dealing with some very serious themes and i thought it did it pretty well and highly entertaining in that in that space and you you like that's part of the marvel universe too right like not everything needs to be light and airy there are mm -hmm. there is racism there is there is this legacy of stuff there are these these characters and these these global situations that happen from these other you know things that happen in the movies like it's great to have the space to be able to explore those things some more and move these characters forward i don't know that's wild to me that people thought it was like not good yeah, I've never really seen a um, compelling argument as to why they don't like it. More than I guess it's just kind of that it's not the other things they seem to really like. And so they're, I guess, on a curve, it's bad. But I, I think even in that regard, I think that's a mistake. I mean, I think it's one, one of the best things they've done. Yeah, I think thematically it lines perfectly with Winter Soldier, Civil War. Like everything that those Captain America, that group of, I don't even know what you want to call them they're kind of like military industrial complex, like heroes and character. I, I don't, I don't know kind of spies, but like not black widow. That's its own kind of thing where she kind of intersects with it, but kind of doesn't, but whatever that, that constellation of characters that, you know, you kind of first Avenger sort of has, but like definitely winter soldier establishes and civil war furthers. And like, you kind of get that, that constellation of stuff. Like it's well within the vein of all of that. Like to me, it's just an, it, it it perfectly lines up with that stuff. Like, if you want more of that, go watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then go watch Captain America: New World Order in twenty twenty four or whenever that comes out. These folks got it. 
yeah, I just the, the critical response is just very very strange to me. If it, if it's not your thing, that's cool. But to say that they missed it seems weird. I agree. Almost like almost it's almost like you didn't get this at all. And if <laughs> you didn't get this at all, why are you a critic? Because I don't feel like they were really being obtuse about it either. So no, I, I mean. Yeah, I don't. I don't what? know. It's just, it's just, it's just odd. I nothing, nothing subtle about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't. No, think. it's like a shield deer head. I... <laughs> yeah. Like literally. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, I gotta ask you uh, if you've seen uh, presumably the uh, the cast of Thunderbolts. Uh, no, that was one of the seven thousand announcements <laughs> out of D twenty three I missed, even though I was there. Yes. Yes. Uh, which we we I, I definitely need to hear more about what the D twenty three experience was like. Oh my god! Uh, well, it was it was it was humid for the first forty minutes. Uh, <laughs> weirdly, so uh, I left uh, Seattle, which then spontaneously burst into flame as it is wont to do. <laughs> Went to California, which was humid and hot, and which you know whatever. But let me inside for that line. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> No, it's it's an awesome show. Uh, God, especially you know going on, on the 99th year of the company, <laughs> right? And they were like, "Hey, this is what we're doing for the celebration." And that was kind of the theme. Uh, oh God, so much swag. Oh really? Oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this is what cons were like ten years ago. <laughs> Instead of uh, here's a here's a hearty fuck you when you when if you want anything <laughs> free, here's a code that goes to nowhere unless you pay. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. No, this place. Oh my god, I got pastries, all kinds of crazy shit. Dang. Yeah, that was, <laughs> they literally fed us at the last at the Disney Parks one. Sweet. Yeah, they really were, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah, it's lines, but you know you have queues and you can reserve stuff, so that wasn't really bad. We did really well. We got into two of the big panels over in you know Hall D twenty three, which is their take on Hall H. We did. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's some cool stuff coming from Animation Studios and Pixar. I uh, did not make it into the Lucasfilm Marvel film uh, Jubilee, unfortunately. I mean, you'd have to, I don't know, kill somebody and like inhabit their, their skin in order to be able to get into that line. I imagine it's just, it's got to be wild. Yeah, I, I can only imagine because the two we, we did get into were just chock full of celebrities and whatnot. I, I thought I had followed up on everything that was in there, but you know, you asking me that question or you know, posing that, I've for, forgotten. Oh yeah, they announced that, and I did not catch that at all. It was a lot. It was a, just like you said, you know, just a metric ton of stuff. Um, I guess okay. So your Thunderbolts, I'll just name them, call them out just off the top Please. of my head. Uh, you got you got your uh, your ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, you got your Val, of course. Uh, you'd expect Val to show up. Sure. Um, you got uh, Yelena, uh, Red Guardian. Well, there, there, there's Bucky. I thought there's one more. Oh, okay, so he'll he'll fill the Barton role. Yeah, I, I guess so. I'm missing somebody, but they're all spy type people. There's no. I, I could have swore U.S. agent would have been. Oh yes, U.S. agent. Sorry, that's That'd been, yes. okay. All right. Yeah, anyone that Val has talked to, they're in the team. Plus, Red Guardian, Ghost, uh, and Bucky. But it's a lot of spies and spy adjacent characters. No Abomination, which I was surprised okay. uh, to to see, just given his newfound freedom thanks to She Hulk uh, and stuff. Like I, I guess my expectation was. 
they're going to try to do some kind of one-for-one Avengers-style pastiche equivalent team. And we didn't we didn't get that. We got, you know, people with, you know, Super Spy or Captain America adjacent power sets type thing. Unclear what the the story of the movie will be or what the goal is, okay. but clearly they they're going in a different direction. <laughs> so we did not get Fantastic Four's cast, right? No. Okay, that's that's really shocking. Yeah, I'm guessing contracts were not signed early enough. They announced a director, which they had already been kind of leaked anyway. Uh, right. Whoopty whoopty flu. Um, yeah. That's almost like a non-announcement. <laughs> okay. And I think we have an Uncanny X-Men, I think I thought I saw. Uh, I didn't see anything On about the docket? X-Men. Okay. Maybe, maybe, that's, yeah. maybe that's not true. Yeah. They announced the Thunderbolts, director of Fantastic Four. Uh, I don't remember if it was... It was Comic-Con that they did Daredevil, right? So like, Correct. Born Again. Yeah. Uh, I know about... Harrison Ford showed up to, to tease Indy 5. That was yep. the, big, the biggest thing, I think. Yep. I think that, that, I was, that was huge. Um, they did uh, another... They, they showed a trailer for uh, Ant-Man uh, Quantumania, uh, which I assume was similar to the one they showed at uh, Comic-Con. The Marvels had... were there. I know that. Marvels were there. Yep. Uh, Loki Season 2 cast was there. Uh, which uh, speaking of deal. the what's his name uh, from everything everywhere all at once uh, the dude that plays short round why am I blanking on his name Kehoi Kwan uh, yeah he's he's okay. in he's in Loki season two oh dude's getting some work <laughs> yeah which I'm very excited about uh, yeah it was mostly I think touching on stuff that they had already announced oh they had a trailer for Werewolf by Night. Which right. comes out on the seventh. Another right, thing right. in October, and then I think a new one for Wakanda Forever, maybe perhaps. Yeah, some new footage from there that didn't make it to the internet, so I have no idea what was on it. But the the cast of the Thunderbolts to me was like a thing, like new information, kind of different from my expectations. It's got to be the contract thing because the thing that all those people have in common is they've already done those roles. Yeah. Whereas with the Fantastic Four outside of John, they would be John, John like I know him, John Brzezinski. <laughs> and will he even be? Is he going? You think he's? Do you think he's going to be Reed going forward? I don't take this away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I thought he did a great job. I'm just, I just, you know, you wonder, like, are they going to do it? Or are they just going to leave his portrayal in the multiverse? I hope not. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird just given how they've done things to just like say like, well, that's, you know, that was fun. See ya. That would be a significant departure for how they've done business. What do you think of this um, new uh, this uh, call from the fandom for the gentleman who played Eddie in Stranger Things for to be the new Tony Stark? Be the new Tony Stark? Yeah. people. A lot of people have pointed out he kind of looks like a young Robert Downey Jr., Okay. I mean, from seeing how he portrayed Eddie in the show, I bet he probably has the acting chops to do his own version, you know, inspired by Robert Downey Jr., but also kind of his own thing. If they, this, I, I, presumably, this is like a post Secret Wars, we've rebooted everything, here's your new Iron Man uh, type of context. One would think. Yeah. I think it could work. I wonder who they make the center of the MCU. 
when they reboot it? Will it be Iron Man again, or will Iron Man be like not as central to the the, the stories and like uh, the inspiration for some of the other heroes, like he is in the current iteration of the MCU? Uh, makes you wonder then what they what their priority is as far as casting and what kind of stories they put Iron Man into uh, that kind of thing. Spidey has been the heart of the publishing for forever. So, yeah, and they, they couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, do they try to make it the Fantastic Four? That, does that even make sense? Is that why it takes so long to get the contract signed? I, like, I, I don't Look, know. guys, we're going to need you for like six movies <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of other cameos here and there. Yeah, that, that could have very well be the answer. I think a large portion of the fandom would tell you it's all about Loki, which is just nonsense. <laughs> but So, I, I don't know. The premise of this Marvel's film sounds very odd. Yeah. I don't want to put Poos in then he doesn't exist yet, but I think I'm definitely less excited for it now. You know, I don't know. I'm keeping an open mind. It seems odd, but uh just don't have enough details to know like where where are they going with this? Like what are they what are they really trying to accomplish? I'm surprised they didn't just go straight into Captain Marvel two or or Captain Marvel subtitle enter subtitle here. And instead, they're they're kind of working all these other characters together. Yes, they're all interrelated in some way, and I get that. But uh, I'm downright disappointed. I'll just I'll just say it. Yeah. I'm I'm terrified she's going to be the new Black Widow. Yeah, that'd be a shame. That'd be a real would, shame. It oh god, it it would be a, a minor disaster. I would actually argue for the brand. Like Captain Marvel deserves to be. I mean, Black Widow deserved to be bigger. Let's let's be real. Uh, but Captain Marvel, in particular, uh, deserves to be a much bigger part of uh, the MCU going forward. I don't yeah, know. I, I want to see. I want to see more. I need to. I need to see and understand more what they're trying to do there. How soon does that drop? Next. It's the second film summer? next year, right? Yeah, next summer. I think. Okay. I want to say next summer. Okay. Yeah, you, you got. I think next year is Guardians, the Marvels. And Ant Man is the first Ant-Man, one. Ant Man three is the first one. I forgot yeah. about Guardians. I see. For some I want to say it's Guardians. That sounds right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe they're the summer flick, and then Miss Marvel is in the oh, spring. Maybe. God of A four coming out. I thought it was just three. I thought okay. they were doing three. Okay. That's a lot. Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Are people back in theaters? I was just gonna say the same thing. I was like, are people going back? Are we? Are we gonna pretend that? It's all good now. It's not like, you know, whatever it is, 500 people a day dying or whatever. Cause it's, that's, that's, that's the thing. It's just, it's just hard to lie. It, it's hard to know. And it seems like a lot of people are still getting sick. And as your, as your kiddo is unfortunately finding out that we having yeah. been apart from each other, I think we're just getting other things too. And yeah. Yeah. I just got a note from the, the school. Now, now I get all kinds of scary school things. Cause now I'm a parent that has a kid that goes to school. So I got my kid acting out uh, uh, active shooter drills when she's playing alone at home whenever she wants. And I got I got my first uh, letter from saying, hey, five people were tested positive for for COVID. Just, you know, FYI, see ya. Signed, whatever administrator. Not doing anything about it, though, right? Yeah, it's like, well, you know, we're, we sent him home. We're, it's like five people in the school. It's an elementary school. There's like pre-K three through fifth grade, yo. Right. Like, what? Where, when, nothing. I'm not going to get any information. Of course, some of that for privacy concerns, and I, I can sort of understand. 
but it's like yeah we're i mean i'm surprised we even got the letter just given the the, the level of uh people just wanting to pretend this stuff doesn't exist anymore type of thing yeah and and i i get it just being apart from each other forever is not a solution either <laughs> yeah yeah there's i agree i'm totally there with you there needs to be a a middle ground yeah but pretending it doesn't exist is not the I, I know there, the there's spectrum. no there's no reintegration plan at all is what's becoming painfully yeah. apparent <laughs> yeah we're just gonna like uh let all the animals loose in the maze at once and whatever happens happens that has always worked out well in history <laughs> right or back to the soup uh just gonna put all these ingredients sure. i find in the fridge here and uh boil it and see what happens there's no problem with that whatsoever <laughs> well god i feel like we've only touched on shit but it is well over an hour. Any closing thoughts before we uh, bring this to a, you know, to a, I, to I, a simmer? <laughs> There's got to be some kind of soup title we got to add to this episode. Uh, I guess on Andor, just back on Andor for a second. Sure. Uh, the slow burn thing, I think we we, we touched on that. Uh, that's my opinion. Like, uh, I feel like they're, they're taking their time on it, but uh, I feel like the first two episodes we kind of got to know what kind of crap this guy's gotten into, but that third episode, I think finally kind of like got things into an interesting place where like, okay, I'm ready for more in a way where I'm not just exploring out of curiosity anymore. Like I, all right, you know, uh, what's his head? Uh, Skellen Skarsgård showed up and, uh, and or got his, uh, got his connection to the broader galaxy, if you will. And uh, it's exciting to see uh, where where it goes next. So, like, even though it took three episodes to get there, my my curiosity, I think, I felt like was rewarded uh, with uh, more interesting things to come. Yeah, Re Reckoning, as it's titled, was great, start to finish, full stop. Yeah, and not just from our our protagonists' view. Um, everyone had their a part to play. It was super interesting, and the yeah. the, the the world building that had been teased in the first two, we actually saw it come to fruition as well as more of it. Like it was like, Oh, okay. This is, this is what, this is what, this is the beginning of the rebellion. You can really feel it because it's these, um, these trod upon, uh, planets and whatever rim they're in. I don't even know how many rims there are in <laughs> F galaxy far, far away, <laughs> right. but they're always talking about rims. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've never hated the, corporate lackeys more than those blue dudes and oh they were they were just so easy to hate oh i know is it was a brilliant bit of storytelling that like yes yes the rent of pigs are even worse than the nazis you're absolutely right it's like you know you're trying to hate the empire you throw some some stormtroopers out there no man screw the fuck these blue guys <laughs> drop all the engines on them or whatever was in that room let's go well, right. It's like everyone, everyone's had that, like, oh, fuck you, mall cop. Just go away. <laughs> They're, like, way too eager and earnest in their job trying to climb that corporate ladder by yeah. getting in people's way. I mean, yes, two people did die, but they kind of deserved it, too, <laughs> in this fictional world to, to kick everything off. And then all those blue dudes deserved <laughs> every single one. Right. Uh, well, at no point do they ever adjust the fact that those guys were doing something they shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about controlling the narrative. Yeah, it's been very well written so far. Yeah, those first two episodes are, are slow. There's there's no getting around it. But yeah, I'm in. And I think we how many episodes is it supposed to be eight. 
uh 24 total but i don't know how many seasons that breaks down holy into. holy shit that's what i'm saying man they're like well you're gonna spend a lot of time with this guy <laughs> but is it is it like 12 and then a break in 12 is it you know 888 i i, I don't know yeah it's hard to keep up i i think uh house of the dragon and rings of power are supposed to be eight each okay but i because of the deluge that has been wrought recently i'm having a real tough time with that shit but but I'm getting to where I have a show every night for appointment television. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right? We have Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Yes. And Andor's Wednesdays, right? I think that's right. So, yeah. And, and that, which is a new development, but yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So much anime dropping next month, as I've mentioned before. It's the Bleach, My Hero Academia. There's a brand new Gundam show. Like new universe, new timeline. Uh, first gonna show in six years, I think. Uh, it's it's been a minute. Yeah. So like that's popping off in October. Uh, Spy Family for folks that are into that uh, on the anime side, of things very popular is also coming back. There's just a there's just a ton. There's a lot of buzz around Netflix's cyberpunk show. Yes, yes. Which I haven't started. I, maybe I will soon. Yeah. Or, or maybe I'll choose to sleep at some point. <laughs> or save it for the next time there's like a two-year break between things. <laughs> I don't know. The pace the pace of this, if we were to zoom out for a second, I, I, I don't know what the pace of all of this, just all of it, really is yet. It felt like there was a drought there because the pandemic hit and nobody could go anywhere near anybody else. And then that kind of eased up a little bit and some stuff came out. And then things kind of got a little bit more herky jerky, and now we're getting this gl- this like huge tranche of stuff. But is it going to then take a while to make go make more? Is there going to be like a long period after the end of this year where stuff rebalances again? I, I don't know. I'm just I just you know I, I wonder about that kind of stuff. Like, should I be trying to save some of the stuff, and even if I have the time, like hold off a little bit and go? do something else or is it just going to not stop from here on out? Like I, right. I, I don't really have an intuition for that. Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it just going to keep going like a fire hose? And if you don't, if, if you don't endeavor to stay caught up, you just won't. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's interesting times. I, I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't think anyone knows where yeah. is this, um, this COVID thing is not going away. And Warner Brothers will just keep canceling a bunch of stuff. So that'll help. <laughs> Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unless it's after, unless it gets past season three, I don't, 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 don't trust anything. I don't even know what's that cut off. They've, they've, they've killed some shit pretty early. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying like if it, un, until it gets to season three, you know. Oh, I see. Yeah, any, yeah. It's anybody's guess. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's funny that they're pulling the plug as early as they are because there's really no need to. It seems like the model that I would have expected to emerge was that it would be a while before they would announce a new season. Yeah, that's what I would have thought too. Like, yeah. take your time, slow roll it, see if there's... Because there's all this history, right, of like shows that were cult classics that Netflix bought out from other places that like they revived and brought back. And so there's like three, four, five years in between seasons, but like fans get excited for it and it brings people to Netflix. Like, they're not leaning into that idea for their own stuff at all. They're just, ah, oh, it's over click that's it 
wow or, or even like there's there's so many other ways to what was that show um sensate that they made a while back it was like the wachowskis were attached to it somehow oh and um it didn't it didn't do great i think it had like a couple seasons or whatever mm -hmm. but then they made like a special or something like a one hour type of thing i don't know all the details i didn't actually watch the show uh but I know they did something to like cap the story off for the fans. And then you had like, you at least had a complete story of some kind versus like one season. And then, well, that didn't work. See ya. Like they could do any, any of that stuff. They can do a 10 minute thing. They can do a Christmas special. They can do a commercial link. And they could, there's like infinite flexibility, right? They don't owe anybody any, like, like you were just saying it earlier, advertising time that this meant this much runtime to fit in this many ads. I mean, I guess they'll have an ad supported tier soon, but even that is like not has not been their model. So there's like so much flexibility for them to like hold off on just like saying we're never doing this ever again. And they don't seem to be taking advantage of it. They really panicked when they went a quarter, a quarter, mind you, without adding subscribers. <laughs> or I, I guess they lost them for the first time ever. Which, wow. <laughs> yeah. It's not an argument for for IPOing. Yeah. To watch to watch them just descend into chaos like they seemingly did. For real. That's Warner Brothers brand. Yeah. <laughs> Who we haven't really spoken at all about outside of the fact that they've just decided to, to not finish movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is there to stay? <laughs> Latest rumor I heard is that they're trying to slash their budget to get bought by Comcast. That makes a great deal of sense, actually. They're actually following like a the playbook of a sports franchise that's about to be sold. So that there, there could be something there to that theory. Well, they don't have that. I mean, I get they got House of the Dragon. I mean, beyond that, uh, I know they have a few other HBO type things that they do, but it's that's definitely not the the buzz is not about the content right now. It's the 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 company itself is generating most of the stories. HBO does seem like people are pretty pretty pleased with their offerings. Although, did you watch Westworld season four? Not yet. It's on the list. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll revisit that then and see uh see what you think. There is supposed to be a fifth and final season coming, so. Good. Good. I'm glad. At least they'll have a chance to. You know, finish that. Well, we'll talk more about it. But I'm not certain they already, I already haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's an odd season. Not okay. not bad, but it's odd. Okay. At least I thought so. I can see that. that the show is in itself, of itself just kind of a unique thing. Ariel Rodriguez, thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me, sir. I've been Cyrus Mortazavi, and this has been Full of Sun and Fury Podcast. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Sun and Fury Podcast are available at com or by subscription at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This has been a Great Source Studios production, copyright 2022. Thank you.